Welcome to a brand new episode of League of Legends with me, Adam Carruthers. We're on a roll, our World Cup special. We have so many guests flying in. So we're trying to take the opportunity to sit down with most, if not all of them, that we haven't spoken to before and just find out about their career. So today, it's a position I play, so I'm very interested in this. Heredio Gomez, former goalkeeper. Well, you never stop being a goalkeeper. You'll always be a goalkeeper, but you're a retired player. Is that correct? Is that uh, a good assessment? Yeah, I think it's a, that's the feeling of uh, any football player, uh, especially uh, for us. I think uh, to be a goalkeeper is, is special. Yes. Because uh, you are the only one on the pitch that uh, use your hands to stop the build of the game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, sometimes, to be honest, wasn't a position that I want to play for. <laughs> well, you know, but. Uh, uh, I end up very happy with, uh, with the opportunity that I had in football to play in goal. I want to go back to your early days because, am I correct in saying you only started playing between the sticks when you were 17 years old? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I used to play for a local team. I born in a farm, yeah? Uh, so I used to play for a local team in, a, in, in Brazil. and. Uh, in that uh, a specific day that I started to play in goal, uh, they needed uh, one position, which was a goalkeeper. I was involved in the team selection, but uh, uh, as an outfield player. Okay. So uh, I used to play on the right-hand side, so fast. You were fast? Yeah, I was fast in that time. So uh, I never thought uh, to play in a goal one day, so, but the opportunity was there in that day. And uh, I said, I can have it because I, I, I wasn't going to play anyway at okay. Start 11. So, uh, yeah, I can play there. I never did before, but it uh, was an opportunity for me to, to, to play, you know. And I said, yeah, uh, I want to be there. I want to, to, to try it. And uh, I did try it and I, I did an amazing job for, for the team. So I never left uh, after that day. I never. Uh, they never gave me opportunity up front again, so I started to play in goal. And uh, so it was something that uh, was an amazing decision as well, because uh, uh, I think this change, uh, uh, the possibility for me to become uh, a, a player, you know? Yeah. I mean, did you even have gloves? Not in that time. Not that time, right? Not it was just time. you, just, your uh, yeah, Me and my hands. <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to make a decisions like this in your life, you know? Uh, sometimes it's happened uh, something in your life that uh, you don't expect, but you you need to be prepared for anything. So, I think I was prepared to for that change uh, because one day, when I was 14 years old, I promised my mom that I was going to become a, a football player mm -hmm. because uh, normally footballers in Brazil. Uh, I don't know about the other countries, but uh, I know Brazil very well. And uh, uh, footballers in Brazil, they 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 normally they come from poor background. So I born in a farm, uh, which was very difficult for me. Uh, uh, my mom and dad they always provide me food, and of course uh, they did the, the, their best for me. But one day, my mom was outside uh, the house and uh, our house, and we didn't have like a hot water inside, mm -hmm. uh, no electricity, and uh, she was like uh, uh, warming up 
uh, the water for us to, to have a shower. Yeah. And uh, I saw in their eyes, uh, in the her eyes, that uh, she was uh, like uh, crying a little bit. And I asked her in that time, Mom, why are you crying? Uh, she said, oh, because I wanted to give you a better life than, uh, than it is at the moment. I just stopped her straight away. I said, I will be a footballer and uh, I will give you a house. Uh, so <laughs> I think uh, uh, I never f thought that uh, it's going to happen. But uh, uh, I put that inside of me. doesn't matter what's going to happen. I need to... Uh, 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 do it to do yeah to do what I said in that time so uh, that's why uh, position w wasn't <laughs> the most important yeah. thing yeah uh, to deliver what I said to her was uh, the most important thing for me do you have brothers sisters <laughs> a lot a lot right uh, how many is it it's yeah it's 11 11 uh, and you we are 12 in total so okay. I'm the second youngest uh, so uh, eight eight uh, eight brothers and, uh, and four sisters, so wow. we are eight brothers and four sisters. And uh, yeah, big family, uh, you know, my mom just turned 80, uh, 80 years old now, and uh, I'm here, so yes. she, she, she was there, I, I was talking uh, on the phone with her, and she's very happy with the things uh, uh, is ending up for her so, so far. Can I ask, uh, any of your other siblings good at football? My, my, bro my brother, my brother, he, he played in goal in Brazil as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, and uh, uh, normally Brazil, you have uh, uh, the Serie A team, you have uh, uh, the Serie B team, and you, you have the regional teams as yes. well. So Because Brazil is so big, so we play like a state tournament. He, he played for against a big clubs like Cruzeiro and... and, and, uh, and um, uh, Atletico Mineiro as well. Uh, I brought him uh, to PSV when I was at PSV. He did a trial there. They liked him, but they didn't, he didn't stay at the end. So uh, he finished his career very, very early because uh, he preferred to study. And so mm. I, I, I supported him in, this, in his decision as well. Which number is he? Like if you are number 11? Yeah, he's number 12. He's number 12. Oh, he's yeah, the younger he's one. The, oh, wow. He's the young yeah, Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. the two babies of the family. Yeah. It's a bit like, um, not same, but similar to Alison. Alison, exactly. as you would say. And yeah. he has a brother. And he has a brother. Who plays, and, who's still and, playing, I think. And very good goalkeeper, to be honest. Is yeah. he? I'd, I've never seen yeah. him. Is he, is he yeah, really they good? Play, they play together at Inter. Okay. You know, and uh, uh, very good goalkeeper, it, which is not normal, you know. Sometimes one is, yeah. I don't think his brother is, uh, is, uh, is good as Alison, but... Uh, uh, he uh, was also a very good goalkeeper. Uh, another goalkeeper just popped in my head because his name, I said Addison's brother. What about the one who, the goalkeeper for Brazil in 2002? Marcos. Marcos, similar sounding name. I'm just like, Marcos, yeah. yes. I mean, he was a great goalkeeper, but he, he was basically in Brazil the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he had a possibility after, after the 2002 World Cup, he, uh, he had a possibility to move to Arsenal, you know. Uh, uh, and uh, he was, uh, he's so funny, he, he said he was at the airport to travel to London. Yes. And at uh, the airport, he remembered that uh, London is so cold. <laughs> it is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And he said, no, I prefer to stay here. And he stayed in Brazil and he did an amazing career there as well. So that's why. Uh, because it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not easy for any uh, South American player to move abroad, you know. It's totally different uh, because uh, uh, the only problem of Brazilian players sometimes is, uh, of course, they're they, they always going to be Brazilian, but uh, they, can, they think that uh, they, will f they will find the same... Uh, the same uh, environment. environment. Yeah. And uh, when you go, you go to a place like Europe, thinking like this, you're probably going to have a hard time mm. because uh, you're not going to agree with uh, uh, probably European going to demand. Uh, and uh, I always said that uh, if you go, if you go to Europe, Brazilian players. Uh, knowing that uh, you have to adapt on their way of living, yes, of of do things, uh, especially on the, at the club, at your home, you can do whatever you want. You can be a Brazilian, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you can be a Brazilian side of the pitch. Uh, you know, play with happiness. You know, playing, uh, do your skills, but you have to behave the way they do. Their culture. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes this is very difficult for, for Brazilian or South American players to understand. I think uh, nowadays uh, we understand more uh, this kind of, uh, of uh, attitude that you have to do, you know, and uh, it's make easy for us to adapt. I remember when Richarlison first came to, to, to Europe, uh, I was playing at Watford and he signed for Watford. And, um, uh, was something that he always liked to eat at home. Mm. But uh, in Europe, it's normal after the training session. Everybody go to, to this, you know, to the restaurant there at the training ground and uh, eat together there. I said, even if you're not going to eat, just sit down for a few minutes. They appreciate it, you know. And then we go home. I'm going to go and eat with you. So. It's something that's a, a little details that can can make it help bigger, you. you know, can it, help you. It's like uh, I remember Jonathan Woodgate when he went to to Spain. He he learned Spanish and mm. the fans loved him. You know, it's sort of like embracing yeah. the culture. And you 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 mentioning this suddenly the first thing that popped in my head was Di Maria. Mm. But when he went to Manchester, he just couldn't adapt to the culture there. Yeah. But at the same time, I I read about. The Brazilians in the Northwest, so the Brazilians who play for Everton or Manchester City or Manchester United or Liverpool, they, they get together, I think. Alisson will, will bring in people, I think, when Fernandinho was at City. They, I can't remember the names, but they would get yeah. together, the Brazilian community, and, and just enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was uh, uh, playing in London, uh, Watford is just next to, to, to London, so and also for, for, for Tottenham. We used uh, to get together quite a lot. The Brazilians. The Brazilian players. Brazilian from Chelsea, David Luiz and Ramirez, uh, you know, uh, with our, our Brazilian at uh, Spurs as well. So, uh, because it's, it's, it's the only way that, uh, it's the only time, especially if you play in England, 
England, uh, you don't have the winter break mm. that uh, most of the country has, you know. That's tough for us as a Brazilian. You know, you play like a uh, boxing day. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, New Year, uh, New Year's Day. Eve, yeah, New Year's Eve. No, normally, you you're going to be at the hotel sometimes if you're traveling, if you you play away from home, you know. And uh, that's a time that we feel we feel more uh, the Brazilian, uh, you know, environment, the community, the community of Brazil, you know. And uh, uh, Brazilian uh, Brazilians is. Uh, uh, we are together in any, in any situation, especially footballers. We, go, we get along quite well. doesn't matter the team you play. Uh, if uh, I play for, for Tottenham, for example, and uh, someone else play for, for Chelsea, we are opponents only on the pitch, outside the pitch. We're very friendly. Yeah, and I've, I've learned food is such a huge part of South American culture. Like, I'm sure you saw the story. Argentina have flown in an incredible amount of uh, meat, meat because they, they like their, their steaks. Yeah. And I know Brazilian barbecue is a really yeah. big thing around the globe. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Brazilian team have also brought in their own food for the tournament in Qatar, the World Cup. And I'm sure it was the same. Did you, did you have to adapt to the food as well when you were in Europe, not just in England, but when you had to spend a bit of time in Germany and obviously in the Netherlands? Yeah, uh, in Netherlands, uh, I think was the hardest time for me to adapt because in that time, wasn't so many options for me to buy like Brazilian food. Mm. The only store, small store, was uh, in Amsterdam, which was uh, one hour from Eindhoven. And uh, I remember I used to go just uh, to KFC <laughs> when I was there buying some chicken. Yeah pointing to them as well because I couldn't speak any English and also the uh, Dutch. Dutch as well. So a point, uh, the only thing that I used to, uh, I, I used to get the same thing all the time. Uh, number one, one, one is the only thing that uh, I used to point there. And I used to do my rice at, at, at home. So uh, that was uh, probably uh, the hardest time that uh, I had when I signed for PSV. But then I adapted quite, quite well, you know. I, uh, like I said, uh, you have to feel part of it. And to be part of it, uh, of anything, you have to get involved. Even in, for food, yeah. for example, you know. Uh, probably you need also to, 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 uh, to have what they, the, others, the other players has as well. Because they, they will see you in different way they see that you, you want to be there. They see that you get involved. You not just uh, want to be uh, you. You're doing your best to be uh, part to of the team. Part of the team as well. Yeah. Okay, well, we're jumping ahead when it comes to getting to Europe. Going back, how were you discovered by Cruzeiro? Uh, well, it was a funny, <laughs> funny story. I was playing for Democrata, Sete Lagoas, which uh, I started when I was eight, 18. It's a very small club in Brazil. You almost played for them at the end as well, right? Yeah, oh, I, I, almost. I, I, went, I went there to help them to, to promote. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, but I uh, was more trying to help them to, than play because I, I, I decided to, to, to retire at Watford and that, that was it. So, 
but uh, I was playing uh, under tw under 20 game. I played against a uh, Cruzeiro under 20 game. And uh, we conceded about uh, 12, 13 goals in that game. In and that game? Yeah, and if it wasn't for me, it could be... 30? Yeah, 30, something like this. Okay, went back to, to Democrata. They sent me to some trials uh, around Brazil, uh, São Paulo, in São Paulo, uh, Alagoas, which is north of Brazil. So, and uh, one day they contacted me, my, my agent in that time, and they said, oh, uh, we need an under 20 goalkeeper. So, in that time I was 19 years old. Uh, so, can he come here to, to, to have a trial with us? It's, uh, uh, so, I said, okay, okay, I, I can go there, I can go there. For me it was amazing because Cruzeiro is a huge club in Brazil. Yeah. And um, to, to have an opportunity like that, especially uh, if you never had like a, a proper preparation. Uh, I never uh, had a, a, a goalkeeper coach before. None of the I proper went, training. Yeah, proper training before I went to Cruzeiro. And um, I said, okay, I'm prepared. I can do it. So let's, uh, let's, let's try to do it. So uh, I went there. Uh, I remember I played a game to, for the trial to, for them to see me and I, I did very well. I did very well because uh, even if uh, I wasn't well trained, uh, to score against me was very difficult. Yes. was always very difficult. So, and uh, in that time I was making saves, so that's the most important thing for a goalkeeper. So, and they said, oh, you have to work very hard. And I said, uh, work is not a problem with me. I will catch up. Yes. Just, uh, just be prepared to, to, to work hard as well because I want to, to work hard. And from that time on, and I signed for Cruzeiro. I stayed there for four years before I joined uh, yeah. uh, PSV in 2004. Uh, we won the league, Brazil league, uh, the cup as well. So uh, was, uh, 2003 for me was a very good year because I was just there at Cruzeiro for two years. And... Uh, I was able to become the first goalkeeper, their first goalkeeper, so it was good as well. Uh, I started to get uh, invited to, to, for the national team as well, under 23, so uh, the things happened uh, so quickly in my life, so I needed to be prepared to handle it, mm. because sometimes if you're not prepared, you're going to fail. You know? Yeah, especially in a high-pressure position like a goalkeeper, because mm -hmm. Any mistake, and it's highlighted more than anything else. Yeah. People remember the mistakes, not the saves, usually. Uh, aren't they owned by Ronaldo now? Yeah, they, 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 they are, right? They are, they, are, they are owned by Ronaldo now. After many years winning Brazil League, so after I left, they, they, they won three times. And uh, uh, they had some issues. They, mm, they, yeah, they, yeah, they got relegated and uh, Ronaldo just saved them. Wow. <laughs> and now they are uh, in the first division again. And uh, hopefully they can, they can stay there because they, they are a huge club in Brazil. They are about uh, 8 million supporters. So it's, it's one of the most success, successful clubs. Yeah, Ronaldo come, came from there, mm. you know, and uh, many important players uh, that played in Europe. Maicon, the right back, you know. 
Uh, you so watched many his goalkeepers. career get destroyed by Gareth Bale, but okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he was one of uh, of the one that was destroyed by <laughs> by, Gareth, by Bale. Gareth Bale on we still uh, his remember. top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's Ronaldo like though? Because he's one of my favorite players. Because I'm I'm almost 38, so in the 90s he was the man. He was. He was an icon. He still is an icon, and I'm just like I see him now, and he's so he seems so nice, so friendly. He's always smiling, and he's one of history's greatest players, and for some, the greatest striker that's ever played. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Ronaldo was one of our best players. So yeah, and uh, of course we Brazil always produced very good players, but uh, he he was one of them. I had. Uh, the possibility to join him in the national team once we played Russia away from home and he was in this squad in 2005. Man, something that uh, you know you never, you never, I never thought that uh, I was going to to be able to be part of this generation. You know, uh, when I. Uh, they called me up for Brazil squad. It was like uh, Roberto Carlos in there, uh, Cafu was in there. So uh, a proper Brazilian team, you know, a team that uh, you're always going to stand and clap them. And uh, Ronaldo, I remember very well, he's someone that uh, he stood up on the table uh, remember that we went there and the f our first meeting was, was at the dinner and he stood up and said uh, welcome and he used to do that with uh, young players you know and I was so young in that time so he's not successful only on the pitch outside the pitch is amazing person as well so yeah. and I had the pleasure <laughs> and uh, uh, to be to play one game with him but in training, be honest with me, how good was the shooting? Yeah, very I know you're hard to beat, but <laughs> this is Ronaldo. But uh, he's another level. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm hard to beat if the people uh, shoot uh, straight at me. So, <laughs> but uh, he was special. You know, uh, normally I was uh, in that uh, in that uh, occasion. I was a third goalkeeper, mm -hmm. and normally the third goalkeeper stays for short. Uh, after the sh training session, and that was a crazy day for me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, because Roberto Carlos, I'm sure, had a few shots as well, and we know how hard he could hit a yeah, football. Yeah, uh, in that occasion, for example, was Ronaldo shot, uh, shooting, uh, Ronaldinho as well, and Roberto Carlos. Can you imagine, for a goalkeeper? Night <laughs> nightmare. You don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> nightmare. Oh, and I'm just imagining it now. I, every time I think of Roberto Carlos, you know that. Goal yeah, against that goal against uh, the free kick against France. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just surreal. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. I think it won CNN's like sports moment of the year or something. The Roberto Carlos. Yeah, because because he he was able to do that. I never. Uh, probably the one player that uh, can be similar to him, but not that pace, was Juninho Pernambucano. Yeah, at Lyon. Yeah, at Lyon that uh, used to do that as well, but uh, he was incredible. For me, he was incredible. Giannini Pernambucano is the best free kick taker of all time. Yeah, because I, the amount I he, agree. The amount he scored, the fact he was doing it in the Champions League yeah. and in France and 
what he could do with the ball, if you watch it, it doesn't move, it doesn't spin. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's perfection, perfection. Training as well. I think uh, when you train hard, it gives you perfection. Yeah, uh, but what he could do, I've never seen anyone else do it. I'm, it blows my mind. I, go on, I was on YouTube, I was showing some of our guests who come in two weeks ago. I said, this is Janinio Pernambucano. Yeah, and uh, the, way, the way he strikes the ball, I think because his feet is so, so small. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he could take exactly the, the, the spot that the ball was going to, to the direction. Uh, what amazed me is it's not one uh, per game if there is a th two, three opportunities, half goal yeah. in the game. I was, um, uh, and uh, he used to do that very well. I've read somewhere, this might be my memory playing tricks on me, he's been retired a while, but some teams, they wouldn't have a wall. Yeah, I, I, I did that sometimes when I played against Lyon, uh, I was at PSV. Played them quarterfinal of Champions League, mm -hmm. so uh, I said uh, sometimes it's better not to have uh, a wall because you give him the angle, the angle, right? Yeah, the perfect, perfect angle that he, he, he used to love. And for you to save most of the ball, you need to see from when he strikes the ball. Because if you you just see it uh, after the wall, it's going to be late because the ball goes so, so fast. Yeah. That sometimes I did, uh, I did like this, I just open up and depends of the distance as well, but uh, just uh, open up and uh, pray. <laughs> pray, hope for the best and relying on your own abilities as well. You were a great goalkeeper, let's not forget. Um, do you remember your debut for Cruzeiro, your, your professional debut? Yeah. How were you feeling? Were you nervous? Nervous. Were your family, were they there to watch or? Yeah, my brother, one of my brother was there. Uh, that was a big surprise for me because in that time I was the third goalkeeper. But uh, Luxembourg, Vandelay Luxembourg, he said, uh, he used to say that uh, when he joined Cruzeiro, uh, he used to see me as the number one for the club. Not the, the goalkeeper that was playing that time. He used to see me because of my abilities, he used to see me as a number one for, for Cruzeiro. And uh, one day, uh, was going to play against São Paulo, and that São Paulo was very good side. Kaká uh, was there, uh, Luis Fabiano was there. Yeah. So, and I was going to play against them, uh, Brazil Serie. So, and uh, the goalkeeper wasn't doing so well. Our first goalkeeper, and I was the third one. And then before the training session, the last training session, I had the game. So, he came to me and he said. Uh, he came, he just called us, or three, and said, oh, tomorrow Jefferson is not going to play. I will play Gomez, because normally in Brazil, they, they know me as, a, you know, it's my surname. Oh, just, just Gomez. Just Gomez. Uh, I'm going to play Gomez tomorrow. And I just, wow. I was, I was prepared for that, because the, 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 the goalkeeper coach, he said, you always ask to play. I said, I never said anything. He said, on the pitch. Mm with your hard work, you always ask it to play, you are prepared. But the only game that I played for the, the first team was a friendly game against a very small team in Brazil, 30 minutes. And uh, imagine for me, in my head, uh, facing Kaká, that was flying that time, young, 
Luis Fabiano the, that was one of the best scorer in Brazil, goal scorer. So I was in shock, to be honest with you, in that, when he said that I was going to play. I was prepared, but I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, I was going to play uh, day after night time. And uh, it was long, long night for me. Long day the other day. Yeah. And uh, finally, the, the, the game time comes. And uh, I played the first half. First half. Amazing. I made some huge save for the, for the team. Uh, but one fun, funny thing happened to me. It was 2 new up, uh, 20 minutes, second half. Uh, I got cramped. You got cramped? Legs everywhere in my legs. Yeah. Because something for a goalkeeper, your concentration uh, gives more like a, tine, a tightness than anything else. Mm. You can do anything in the game, not going to give you uh, probably uh, muscle problem, you know, uh, but because of my concentration that I needed to be alert and also because that was my first game as a professional as well. Yes. <laughs> that was something that uh, uh, gave me this problem. They subbed me. They subbed me because I, I couldn't continue in the game you because cramp was, yep. was a lot. But after that game, I, I became the first, uh, first goalkeeper and uh, uh, we together, we achieved a great thing with Cruzeiro. I was looking at your squad uh, when you came in. Alex, Alex, Chelsea Alex was also yeah. there at the time, Brazilian. I'm sure that would have helped yeah. him for a bummer. Mark Van Bommel, yeah. uh, Park Ji Sung and Lee Jung Po. Philip Koku, who was just here. Jan Venegor of Hesselink, the greatest name ever in football. Yeah. Uh, Demarcus Beasley. Yeah. It's like, wow. A young Abraham Affele. Oh, yeah. He was just... I remember uh, when I signed for PSV, uh, the team manager. Uh, because when I signed, I was a bro with a broken hand. Oh, yeah. Well. I, signed, I signed with a broken hand. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, they said I, I needed one month, four weeks more to, to totally recover. So I went to the side uh, to watch this training session. And the team manager said, this will be our best player, one of our best players. Uh, he was just starting. As a kid? As a kid, just started to train with the, with the first team. And he said, this is a, this is brilliant player. Uh, he's going to be top, top player. And, uh, he become a very, very good player. So uh, I use, he used, we used to be very close because I normally, uh, I like to protect the young players. Yeah. <laughs> and he was uh, one of them that uh, I, I, I got along so well. But we used to have a very good squad. Uh, we had uh, our first year at PSV. We won four titles in a row, but uh, the first year was one of the best squad. Jefferson Fafan was there. So a squad that uh, uh, we just met in that season. Most of them signed the same, same season, but uh, we had a very good successful season in 2004-2005. Uh, Champions League semi-finals, Ooh. so the title, the cup as well in that time. So it was very good squad, and, but uh, Afalai was someone but that uh, was just appearing there but someone that uh, 
he became a great, uh, great uh, player for PSV. He signed for, for Barcelona as well. He had a problem there mm. with injury, which uh, was a shame. I think he was going to shine there as well because uh, he was a talented player. There were some Brazilians as well, at least, to help you settle in, like Alex, who I mentioned. Yeah, we Did that came. Make a big difference. Yeah, we came at the first time. Of course, uh, we and Alex, uh, I and I, Alex, uh, we got. Uh, along so well because uh, when you have uh, the same nationality in your yeah. team uh, especially when we don't speak any anything uh, no english no dutch uh, that he was uh, my support and i think i was his support as well so uh, it was amazing to play with him we we did play three years together so and um, it was amazing to have him because he's a special guy as well yeah. Uh, the South American, the other South American players as well, was bon very important for me. Bonfim, Robert was there as well. Uh, yeah, Brazilians. yeah, Bonfim was there. Marquinhos, Marqui Marquinhos yeah. was there as well, and uh, was good because uh, they was there for a long, a longer, a longer time. So they showed us the way to go. Uh, yeah. Eindhoven is not so huge, but uh, uh, oh, you need to go there. This is the Spanish restaurant that you, you're going to go. So it was nice. Uh, Especially, Bonfim did the same uh, in uh, uh, my first season. He left. Marquinhos was the same, but uh, at the preseason was enough for them to to help us in this way, and it was huge help as well. This Champions League run you just mentioned. Uh, what do you remember from that? What What were some of the best moments? Getting to the semis, uh, Milan, right? You you faced yeah. in the semis. In my view. Uh, the quarterfinal against Monaco, mm. uh, not quarterfinal, the uh, last 16 against Monaco and the quarterfinal against Lyon. Uh, I remember in that time Lyon was a very, very good team. And uh, we go their first game, 1-0. I remember I made a save that I think was one of uh, of the best save that I made it was close range. We were one new up, and it was very close range. And uh, I remember Maluda. Oh yeah. Uh, he was inside of uh, the six-yard box, and he just tapped the ball with a power as well. And he was going to celebrate the goal. And then you. I was able to dive and and tip the ball around the uh, the post. So uh, important moment as well. And. Uh, I remember that game quite well, and the, the you know the second leg at home uh, was also 1-0, and the penalty shootout, and I was able to save uh, to save two penalties, so it was amazing as well. Yeah. Good night for in Eindhoven, and the people were celebrating, and uh, especially for me that uh, was just arrived, you know, first season at the club, and to be achieving things like this. I remember in that year we achieved. Uh, more than a thousand mi minutes as well without suffer a goal uh, was uh, 1,190 minutes with no goals conceded. Uh, not incredible. in the Champions League, but uh, domestic uh, league. So it uh, was great achievements as well uh, that uh, uh, I had with PSV. And uh, of, of course, the uh, Champions League game is always special. Yeah. And what was it like being in the semi finals against a great side? Oh, as well? yeah. Uh, I remember the first game was 2-0 in San Siro. They won the game, so 
we thought we could have done better in that game because uh, um, AC Milan, I remember Kaká was there, Zida. Yeah. You know, you're facing a team that uh, used used to play in a, uh, in that uh, kind of stage of the of the competition. You know, and uh, you were, we was there because of our quality as well. But uh, uh, PSV wasn't a club that was used to play in that uh, in that semi final quite often. So, but uh, we said we're gonna go for it at home. We're gonna go for it. And uh, we did exactly the, what we said. Uh, I remember uh, one you up, Jinsung uh, uh, Park, he scored the first goal, and uh, I believe Jess, I don't remember, uh, Fafan scored the second one. And 2 0, we're comfortable. Uh, was going towards the end of the game. I remember Kaká take the ball from the left hand side and cross on Bruzzini. Jess scored it with his header. was tough feeling, very difficult feeling because we were very close to play the final against Liverpool. Mm, that would have been, yeah, that would have been something yeah. special for any player to be in a Champions League final. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Tottenham, is it true you got injured celebrating Koku's goal? Oh yeah. That uh, is true? That's true, yeah. But you kept on playing. I kept but, on playing. But you still got injured in yeah. the process. What <laughs> happened there? Uh, I don't know, I got so excited. And sometimes your muscles is, is not prepared because uh, most of the time goalkeepers stayed uh, quiet. Static. Static. And I just start to run. <laughs> and then boom. And boom on my muscles. So, uh, but it wasn't so bad. I uh, was able to, to play next game. Yeah. Then. Great success, Eredivisie uh, in Holland, Netherlands, and then obviously in the Champions League and all of that. How did the move to Spurs come about? Uh, to be honest, uh, the only thing, uh, there, is, there are two things that I regret in my life. The way that I left PSV, which wasn't the best way to do so. Because I was uh, always, I was one, uh, my, from my second season at PSV, I was one of the, the players that care most about PSV, the way they used to uh, to receive players, especially South American players. And they, in that time, they used to have a lot of South American players. It's not because you want to be treated better. It's the way we need to be treated to adapt quickly and to help the team. And they, when I arrived, I received that. And in, in the club was few changes over there that was going to uh, in a totally opposite direction. And I request a few things from them to, to change. And they said, uh, I said, uh, you're going to lose this type of players because the way you're doing things here. Uh, but one day I said, uh, if you don't do this, or you out, or I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 said, I said exactly this against yeah. the president. And I, of course, he's not going to, to go out. So I needed to go out. Uh, but uh, was before I do the interview, was some rumors that uh, Tottenham wanted me, because I played against, against them in the, 
Europe League mm. that time. And I saved a penalty against them. I, I, I played very well in, uh, in London and also in Eindhoven. And uh, they needed a goalkeeper in that time because uh, I think Paul Robinson was, was leaving the club. And uh, they contacted my agent and uh, we started to discuss about that. Uh, the interest of Tottenham plus uh, the interview that I did, which wasn't nice for me. Uh, I decided to move to London. Uh, but uh, yeah, of course, uh, I moved to a great club in London. But in that time, I didn't want to. I just moved because, uh, because you had uh, to. Yeah, I had to to move, because I said, "Oh, you out or I'm out." If uh, someone, if you do, if uh, you have to keep your your word, you know. And I did that, and I signed for Tottenham, uh, Premier League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different level, of course. I used to play Champions League, but uh, Premier League in that time. Uh, fast, aggressive. Fast, aggressive for a goalkeeper is very, very difficult to play there. Uh, you can imagine uh, Julius Caesar, he failed to play in the in, in a uh, Premier League. Uh, you can see that it's very difficult to, for a goalkeeper to play there. And uh, I believe before I joined Tottenham, I needed two more years at PSG to to reach my best level. Yeah. I mean, that transfer window for Spurs, I was looking at it. Oh, yeah. Across the whole window, uh, Modric, yeah. Dos Santos, that's the picture of the three of you. But within that same window, you had Bentley, Pavlichenko, yeah. Choluca, Defoe, Palacios, Chimponda, and Robbie Keane all signing. Yeah, completely new, new side. Yeah. Completely new side. And uh, good signs as well. Quality was there. Uh, I remember. When I did my first inter interview, they asked me, uh, what do you expect uh, to play for Spurs? I said, to win. <laughs> the people in that time, there wasn't, it wasn't the Tottenham that they used today. Yeah. Well, they just won a trophy. They just yeah. won the League Cup. Yeah, exactly. Season four. But uh, I said, uh, I want to continue to win that like uh, I was uh, winning at, uh, at PSV. And some, the press guys, they, they start to laugh at me because uh, the big boys there was uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, you know, United uh, uh, in that time. And, uh, and they just laughed at me. I said, no, we're going to do it. Uh, I remember the, uh, the people there thought, they said, you cannot say this here. You know, you have to, to calm down a little bit. I said, no, I want to continue to win because I will always, when I started at Cruzeiro, I win three titles in a year. Uh, I started at uh, PSV. At PSV, I, I won two in a year. So and I almost went to the final against uh, uh, against uh, Liverpool. So I want to continue here. But uh, was a new new team as well. Uh, we didn't have a very good start. So it was me yeah. either. Uh, was very tough start for me over there. So, uh, but we we were completing new team. So. Uh, takes what, a while. Yeah, it took a while. So uh, Juan Ramos, uh, his decision make that was wasn't so good with the players. So the players start to get upset, 
so many things mm. happen in that uh, in a, in that our in our begin. So and then uh, Headnap come, and that the things start to change in our way. So yeah, what was that like with Harry Redknapp? Because he's a character. Yeah, he's, he's a, a character and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he is different from the any manager that I had, you know. Uh, he used to turn late for the training sessions, so... <laughs> he turned up late? Okay. Well, he's a gaffer, he can do what he wants, I guess. Exactly, exactly. He used to do exactly uh, what he wanted, so... But, uh, at the other hand, nice guy, you know? Nice guy. I had a few problems with him, but the way he behaved... Uh, I think uh, things needed to be more, a little bit more clear. Uh, when you don't want a player in your team, you need to tell, you know, I think you need to speak to you. And sometimes he just uh, go to the press and speak to the press, not to me, and uh, mm. I, felt, I felt bad. I remember uh, one day he was playing uh, Brad Fido. He signed Brad Fido and he was playing Brad Fido. Brad Fido had a very good start at Spurs, but then a game against, against Queen's Park Rangers, he played badly in that game, and Harry came to me. That's why I said that I regret twice. I have the two regrets in my career, and this one was one of them as well. Uh, Harry came to me and said, I want you to play again, he said, because you are the best uh, goalkeeper in the, in the club. And I, I said, I'm not going to play for you anymore. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. That was a decision that, uh, I needed to just, even if uh, in that time I wasn't, you know, get along so well with him, but I needed to respect the club. And I didn't, unfortunately, um, in, my, in this decision. So I could have, the, uh, could have ended up in better situation that uh, I did at Spurs. I stayed there more than two years, you know, just training. but. Uh, Always, I try to do my best in training session. I remember one day, Scott Parker comes come to me and said, what are you doing here? You have a billet to go. And I said, I'm not going to go facing the club as I did uh, at PSV. I'm not going to go. Uh, I want to go in the front, in the front door. I got to, to leave the club in the front door. So uh, then, six years there and uh, three of them I was the first goalkeeper so uh, we went to the Champions League as well it was a very good time we had a very good time there we I enjoyed my time I think the transformation from uh, from the club begins there in my time there you know because you got Champions League uh, there we got Champions time. League there for the first time uh, amazing uh, amazing uh, game against uh, city a city yeah to to get qualified and to be honest uh wasn't my best spell in the clubs but i feel that i gave me everything because sometimes when the club and the team needed me especially when i got injured at, uh, when i signed for them i got a hip injured and uh you're going to face stoke away from home with injection because I, I couldn't train during the week, uh, only once a week. And I never said no to the club. Oh, I, uh, apart from this, uh, this, this problem that I, I had with Harry, I never said no to the club. Uh, I remember my game against 
against uh, uh, before the game, week before the game against City, when we got uh, qualified for the Champions League, uh, I had a great, a great three in my groin injury. Yeah, against Bolton, I remember against Bolton we played at home, uh, and uh, I come for cross and I landed. When I landed, it's gone. Uh, I remember we played Sunday and Daniel Oliver, he called me, we need you against, against City. I said, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, can't, I cannot do it. I need, a, a, I, I need to record. This is too much. Mm. I'm, I'm not walking. Uh, so he said, I, we need you, we need you. I said, uh, can, can I bring someone to help me to recover? He said, yeah, you can bring uh, whatever. Mm. Whatever helps <laughs> but you. Ma yeah, but make sure that you're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, to play against City. And I remember, uh, I was not walking at all during the week, trying to do some jogging. So, and I, I said, I'm going to do everything I can to help the club. Yeah. But you also saw the rise of Gareth Bale. Yeah. When you first saw him, did you think he would go on to have the career he had? No, Harry was uh, loaning him before. Mm. before he started to play. He was going to go alone, but uh, uh, Benoit Ekoto, he got injured. And there uh, was no one to play on the left. And you can see that uh, Bayou started to play at, as a left, left back. back. Yeah. When uh, Benoit come back from his injured, uh, Harry, oh, where are you going to put him? And uh, he used to play up, up front as well. He couldn't just uh, take him out because his start was amazing, mm. you know. But uh, uh, he did exactly the, the, the same thing that he used to do in the training session. Pass, pass players so easily, so easily. And uh, in that time, I remember so well the way he used to pass players, even if he was playing as a left back, you know. and. Uh, uh, Benoit Ekoto come back and uh, he just, uh, Harry was very clever. He just put him at front and said, go and do your job. Yeah. <laughs> and he did the job very well for, for us. Do you remember the Micon oh, game? What a night. <laughs> I got sent off, uh, sent off in that game. Yes. One man less. And uh, he did the job by himself. Of course, the other players helped him, support, uh, supported him, but uh, he, did, he did the job by himself. I think Maicon is a very good friend of mine, but uh, no, he's, still, he? he's, still <laughs> he's, still, he's still having a nightmare with him. <laughs> uh, wasn't Julio César in goal that day as well? Yeah, Julio César right? yeah. Yeah, so in goal in that day. I'm sure he has nightmares. Of yeah, the, I remember yeah. that I was uh, talking to Julio César after the game and uh, uh, the Inter Milan president come. How is it possible you let one man destroy our game? He, he said, said like this to Julio Cesar in Italian. And uh, Julio says, what can I do? <laughs> and he just passed by. So yeah. uh, it was a great night for, for Bayo especially. And uh, from that night, I believe the people we start uh, recognize him better, you know, and uh, he became the, the player that he yeah. 
he still he still is. That's where he really announced himself on the world stage. You mentioned yeah. Benoit Esokoto. Did he care about football? No. He didn't, right? <laughs> Everyone says he doesn't care about football. He doesn't care ab about football, but I never see someone professional on the pitch as him. He worked hard, but he just didn't care about the sport. He, he didn't care about uh, sports. Uh, he, he just wanted to have, uh, uh, to be successful, you know, mm. money-wise, I think. But uh, he did things that uh, probably the players that care about football didn't. He was very professional. Yeah. And when you put him, he was there all the way, put his body on the line you know, supporting the, te the team up front, but uh, uh, he didn't like football. Can I also ask, because we're always talking about speed when it comes to football. Gareth Bale, obviously, we know how fast he was as a player, as, as a player. We're talking about Mbappe on TV with France. What about Aaron Lennon? Oh, yeah. How fast was he? Of all the players that you played with or against? Uh, only another one that can compare to him that plays as, as a right back, Kai Walker. Oh, yeah. Is another one that can can have. But Kyle, he needed uh, space to run. You know, his acceleration is a long long range. But uh, uh, Lennon, he's just his movement and goes Boom. short. Uh, I can see similarity in his speed with Mbappe, because Mbappe doesn't need the long, long space to, to speed up as well, his, the he's way, the acceleration. Yeah. Yeah, he's explosive. And uh, Lennon was exactly this, in this way, explosive, you Who? know. And he started to play young, uh, very young at the club as well. So it seems that uh, Lennon played uh, well, <laughs> uh, 35 years. <laughs> he, was, he was playing for Leeds as a 16-year-old, yeah. even before yeah. that. I mean, he was really young, but... Yeah. Oh, his speed though, sometimes when, when you see him on the pitch, just so quick, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he was a special player uh, for Spurs and, uh, you know, I remember very well training with and against him in the training sessions. Mm. Uh, he was someone special, yeah. someone special. What was it like uh, playing against some of those players in England who can be a bit aggressive, a bit physical with you? Did you feel it more than when you were in Brazil or when you were in the Netherlands? Yeah, I, I think the physicality was something that uh, uh, I had most problem because I always liked to come for crosses. Mm. And England uh, is different from the, any other league. Uh, the, the referee just uh, used to play on. <laughs> And sometimes was unfair because uh, if the players run to you and block you by purpose, it's a foul. If the player runs to you, if you are, if you come for cross, for example, and uh, you are in the air, you need uh, you need protection because your ribs. Yeah, if they come, they come for it. I remember I was playing against Aston Villa, Emily Heskey. Uh, I come for cross and uh, I was in the air and I just felt that strong, strong power against me, you know. Mm. He put me outside the line. So far? So far. 
he put me outside the line and the referee just gave a corner kick, you know, and uh, it was hard, it was hard to face it. But when I learned, I took a time a while to learn. I couldn't do exactly the things that I used to do at PSV because uh, I used to come far, very far. Mm. I, I wanted to help my defenders so because sometimes it's very difficult for them to defend and I'm facing the game. I'm seeing exactly what's happened. Sometimes the cross come on uh, their back. I uh, the goalkeeper needs to be more alert. Uh, but uh, yeah, when you do the things, it, it's very difficult to change the way you play. Uh, it took a time for me to adapt, but uh, I said it's not the same to play here and then uh, to play in a, in the other leagues because you need. I need to protect myself as well. I was too exposed because I want to do a uh, different job, you know. And I learned about that. When I learned about that, it was uh, easier to, to deal with uh, any player. Do players like to talk to you, the strikers or whoever's on the corner, midfielder? Do they try to talk, uh, talk rubbish to you? Yeah, yeah, always. You're not going to go to, to, to a crossing, you know, and uh, some of them stood on me. Yeah. They just stayed there and trying to. That was. <laughs> who was the worst? I got, I got nervous with that. Who, who was the worst at, at talking to you? And um, Diego Costa. Diego Costa. <laughs> wow. I mean, he speaks your your language as well, of course. So. Yeah, I'm gonna block you. You're not gonna go out. Uh, you're tough, man. It's tough. Uh, nicely, you know, nicely. Uh, another one, uh, Didier Drogba as well. Oof. Yeah, it was uh, another one that uh, used to annoy me a lot, uh, but uh, in a good way, of course, but uh, the way his just was there and uh, also the player that he was as yeah. well. And, uh, it was really so, so hard to face. We, can, we know why the medals, all the medals he, he got with, uh, with Chelsea. But during your time there, like you mentioned, Brad Friedel came in, Lloris later on yeah. as well. Must be difficult for you to deal with that. Like you mentioned, the fallout you had with Harry Redknapp. Yeah, because I, uh, from the day uh, I signed for for Cruzeiro, my life just uh, started to, to go like this. And uh, when you face uh, face a situation that uh, uh, wasn't normal for me. Um, it's very difficult, but uh, I can take this in a good way as well. Mm. I learned a lot in the time that I didn't play at this first. I, I grow as a man because I start to think about my decisions, but these two decisions to leave PSV the way I did and uh, to say no to Harry, to Harry to, to play again. And uh, I learned a lot. Uh, as a man, it was a very good time for me to learn because you never learn when you, you are successful. Yeah. You learn uh, on your difficulties. So that was a very tough time for me, but uh, I grew a lot as a man. And uh, that was time needed for me to learn, you know, uh, to see the league. Uh, to see the opportunity uh, that uh, probably I throw away, you know, and uh, 
to have more humility as well. Yeah, a good yeah. learning experience. Very good le learning experience, yeah. We would also see you uh, at Hoffenheim. And I know it, it was quite short because you yeah. got an injury, but during your time there, didn't they make you captain? Yeah, they do, second game. Second game and you're captain? Yeah, from the second game because they see they wanted someone there to help them to not get relegate, relegated there. I went there, I find a very, very strange uh, uh, dressing room. Mm. Players, one player there, another one over there. And I, I remember I signed on 31st of January and the game was going to be on the 1st of February. I had one training in the same day that I arrived. And uh, the first thing that I said, is this team? If this is a team, we're not going to win anything. Mm. We're not going to win anything. And I said before the game, if you want to be successful, we need to be like this. And I embrace, come here, come here, come together. You don't need to be friends, but you need to, be, to respect your teammate. And the only way to respect your teammate is do the best on the pitch. But even if you're not able to do this there, do it here. Mm. And we start to create uh, some, some better, better atmosphere around the players. And uh, I remember the first game we won. And uh, they did the last uh, win was a long time ago. And we start to, to get points, you know. Unfortunately, I, I played nine games for them, but it was some points, very important points, that helped them to, to, to stay in the, in, in, the first, in the first division. So, was a trust of the manager because he, seen, he's, he, he only signed me because they, they asked some Dutch manager about me. Oh, really? How, how is my character, you know? They needed, they needed someone there. And the manager, the Dutch manager, he said, um, if you sign him, you're gonna have different situation there, for sure. You know, and uh, um, was something that uh, was very good spell for me as well, and uh, uh, gave me confidence. You know, because I was just training at his first, gave me confidence and say, oh wow, I still can play. Yeah, I still have uh, some uh, some important things that I can. I can share, you know, so I'm still able to, to deliver my best. So uh, it was good, it was good to, to, uh, to be there. It was good, it was nice experience as well. And uh, also I had the opportunity to sign for them permanently, but uh, Spurs said no, no in that time. So I, they said, uh, you come back, you're gonna spend one more year here and uh, you, uh, my contract coming to an end. And uh, I remember in that time, Tim Sherwood was there. Yeah. And he said, I want you to stay, to sign, sign for us. You're gonna have a more time, more minutes. And I said, Tim, I need to go somewhere else. Uh, uh, somewhere that uh, I know that I'm going to play week in, week out. Uh, because uh, I just realized that they still have it. Have it you yeah. know? I'm still young for a goalkeeper and I, I want to go somewhere else. Then I signed for, for Watford. 
which is where Tim Sherwood started his career as well. Yeah. So Watford came about and how was that? It was a new change of environment, but you're still in London. The yeah. training ground is next to yeah. Arsenal's training ground. So you didn't have to really move far. Yeah. It must have helped in that sense. If it wasn't for two years, three years almost, that I spent the, this first in this situation, my ego was going to be high. And I was not going to sign for Tottenham. Mm. Because of this problem that I had, I said that I need a step back and I go again. So, uh, and uh, Watford was, uh, was the exactly place that I needed to regain, to rebuild my career, you know. And um, uh, one thing that I remember that uh, Gino Pozzo said, Gino is the owner of yeah. Watford, he said, I need you. I need you to lead this young team to the Premier League. I need your help to help Troy Deeney to to win uh, to to get promoted, and we're gonna do we're gonna do this year. And I said, okay. We can't pay you a lot. I said that is not a problem. I need to show you first that I deserve to get paid. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Let's start. Let's have a, a a base here so we can build it on. And I spent six years over there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, you, you got the promotion within the first season. Yeah. I mean, that must be a real career highlight because, I mean, you thought the Premier League was tough. I'm sure the championship oh. was even more tough, but in a different way. Yeah. In a very different way because of, wow. The it looks fight. Like so many matches. Very hard. Yeah. 46. Oh, I brutal. played 44. I played 44 or uh, 46 or... So was tough, very tough season. We had uh, five managers. Was it five at the time? Wow. Yeah. Because one, uh, he didn't, he was appointed, but uh, he, he came in one training session and he had this problem in his heart. Yeah. Then we changed it. We had uh, one for two games and, uh, you know, in total in that season, it was very tough. Uh, but uh, it was good decisions at the, at the end. What's Troy Dini like? Direct man. Yeah. If he need to say something, he'll say something. Uh, I like this type of person. But uh, very nice, very nice guy. We got along so well. We made a very good partnership, especially at the first year. Second season as well, because we needed to hold that mm. to maintain our our Premier League status which is more difficult than get promoted, I think. And we did so well in that season. Final couple of questions. What was your relationship like with uh, Marco Silva? Very good. Very, very good. Because he's pretty impressive with what he's done even now, this season, at least at time of recording with Fulham. Yeah, to be honest with, the, with you, uh, I, I spoke uh, uh, very good things about uh, Guzing. But after Gusing, who was the other one Marcus that Oliver. I liked a lot. Uh, I think he learned a lot at, uh, at Watford, the way Premier League is, mm. and Everton as well. I think from now on, he will be 
up there with the best. Uh, normally, Portuguese managers, they are good. They are good at, uh, at it, you know. And uh, I think he will become a very, very good uh, manager. Yeah. Because, because he knows how to manage it. He knows how to sign players, you know. Even if you don't have a loads of money like uh, big clubs. Yeah. Fuller, Fuller is, they don't have the money to spend uh, 50 million in Richarlison. Mm, <laughs> exactly. But Richarlison was about to sign for Ajax when he signed for, for Marco Silva, for, for, for Watford. Marco Silva just called him. I need you here. I'm going to make you play here and you're going to become uh, uh, like a uh, Fulham played against uh, Spurs mm. and you did see Richarlison he goes and embraced Marco Silva after the game because of that he was very important for, for Richarlison as well yeah interesting okay when did you know it was time to retire? when I felt that uh, normally one day a week you feel you don't feel good. Mm. I, I believe in any job. Maybe you don't feel good today. I'm going to feel good tomorrow. But I start to feel, to not feel good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I felt that was my time to retire. Uh, even if I, uh, physically wise, I could still play Easily, until, until today. Yeah, because you look very fit. You still yeah, look because I, I'm fit. But mentally, because of 20 years as a professional, doing that every day uh, take a lot of you, you know, because of my responsibility. And another thing that I used to say to, to Gino Pozzo, Every time that I'm going to renew my contract, I said, if I feel that I'm not a part of it, I'm not helping the club anymore, um, this contract is nothing, yeah? Mm. I'm going to come here and do like this. This contract for me is nothing. I'm not going to be here just getting your money. Yeah. Uh, for example, 2020 was the year that I retired. We finished... Our last game was against Arsenal. We, get, we got relegated. Mm. And I had a new contract with, uh, with uh, Watford for the next season, uh, 2021. Uh, if the club stayed in the Premier League, I signed, I signed the contract in May. We agreed to sign in May. And I said, if the, the team is going to stay in the Premier League, I'm going to sign the, a new contract. He said, I want you here. I want you to stay. So we lost to, to, to Arsenal, got relegated mm. Sunday, 26th of uh, July, because uh, the season COVID. finished. Yeah. yeah. Finished later. And the uh, day after, uh, Gino asked the, the club secretary to ring me. And I said, on Monday. He called me. I said, he said, I want you to stay even uh, in the championship. I said, really? <laughs> I said, uh, yes, I want you to stay. I, I went home, I said, uh, Gino, 
look, I'm not going to, to be here just because you will pay me. No, I'm going to play. If you play me, this is going to be a motivation for me to stay. If not, I'm not going to say, why? What is the reason? Uh, Danny Batchman is here, yeah, which is the, the goalkeeper yeah. now. He's here. You don't need me anymore. Yeah, I need you. I pay you just for you to stay, to be with us here, to be in the dressing room. He wants your, your influence yeah, there. Exactly. But I said, you had me for six years. <laughs> I think this is enough. Because uh, I think the job, uh, my job there was done. Mm. You know, uh, the door needed to be open for someone else to continue, to continue this job. Yeah. Someone like Ben Foster as well, so experienced. I'm sure he brought a lot of yeah. togetherness in there. Yeah. Um, can I ask the mouth guard thing? You became quite famous for wearing a mouth guard. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a reason. I know the reason because you've yeah. told me off camera, but I just want to get it out there as well. Why you wore the mouth guard? Yeah, I had a uh, very bad impact against... I, I think it was a season 2009-2010. Your second season there? My second season there. I had a bad knock for someone from Liverpool. We played a cup game. Mm. And I passed away for 10 minutes. If you see the photos... Oh, wait, passed out. Passed, passed away. Passed away passed means away. you died. Sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah. I passed out for 10 minutes. Yeah, I nearly passed away because... <laughs> because well, you <laughs> when, you see, when you see that, I yeah. was, you know... I saw the picture of your face. You're just completely yeah. zoned out. You have no idea what's happening. Exactly. And uh, these two teeth there, just, they just went, went in. And I, I had operation and, uh, on both of them, and they said, uh, you need to protect it. Mm. That's why I started to, to use and to wear a mouth guard. Okay. And the final one here is how do you look back on your international career? I know we talked quite a bit earlier on, but you were part of the squad in 2010 to be there, to be at a World Cup. You beat Argentina at the Emirates. Yeah. Wales. I mean, Lainer. that's something. Argentina, Brazil, we know the rivalry there. And you had some good Messi, memories. Messi was just starting, so. There you go. <laughs> You've beaten Messi. What can, how many people can say that? Uh, I really enjoyed my... Uh, I got more than 30 because uh, the games in the Old Cup sums up as well. Uh, it's not just uh, the co-op. Mm -hmm. The other games as well sums as a, as a co-op, as a cups. I got, I got more than 30 cups, so... Uh, I was the player that started for Dunga, played for Dunga. I played, uh, I think, five straight uh, uh, friendly game in uh, Argentina was one of them. Wales and a yeah, few others, Wales yeah. Yeah, after, yeah. Uh, but I don't think I was prepared for, for Brazil in that time. I was prepared in 2010. Uh, I was prepared uh, in 2006, maybe eight. I was prepared to, to, to bring Brazil squad. But um, uh, it was a very good experience for me. Uh, the only problem is that uh, I got a very good uh, generation mm -hmm. of, uh, of uh, goalkeepers. Brazil always had a very good, since Tafarel, I believe, always had 
very good goalkeepers there involved in uh, in the team. But uh, I was able to to, to participate in 2005 uh, Confederations Cup that we won in uh, in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a very good uh, very good team. Marcos was there, Gida was there, and I was the the third choice. I was involved 2009 as well in uh, in. Uh, in South Africa, we won as well the Confederations Cup and 2010, the World Cup. Uh, there I was prepared to play, uh, but Julius says I was informed, <laughs> which was uh, very difficult for me. I played the, the normally before the World Cup, uh, you play some friendly game I, and I played the most of the games because Julius says I was injured mm. in that time. And I thought, oh, I'm going to play the World Cup. But day before the game, he was better, and he took injection, and he played the World Cup. So he w he wasn't in his hundred percent, but uh, Julius Cesar uh, with fifty uh, percent is is still very good. <laughs> yeah, we saw the success he had with Inter, but um, but it was nice. It was nice. It was yeah. nice experience. It was nice time. Uh, I played one uh, with with one of the best players in the world. So uh, to be. To be involved in a in a national team like Brazil, seleção, is something that uh, I dreamed, but wasn't my focus. Uh, like I said before, my focus was to be successful enough to give a house to my to my mom when I was 14 years old. And I got football gave me more than I dreamed. You know. And uh, to come from a farm, far from the big cities in Brazil, uh, and to become a goalkeeper, second goalkeeper in the World Cup, to play for your country, is more than I dream. Mm. I still thankful to God because this is something that uh, is not many people get. You know, because I did see many better, not better as a quality, but better prepared people, players, goalkeepers, that Chelsea stayed in the way. They didn't go far. I played the best team in Holland. I played Champions League more than 50 games. I played for Brazil. I played in one of the best leagues in the world. Premier League. I played for what for what for then I played for Tottenham that is uh, one of the best team in London mm. in UK. What can I ask more? You know, and uh, I really enjoyed my time, and there was something special what I achieved because uh, my my history is something that uh, you can just uh, say that uh, never give up uh, on your dreams. I used to say that to my players now because I work with players. Never give up on your, dream, on your dreams. If you dream, go for it. If you have a dream. Because the only one that can stop you is yourself. If you don't do the right things in the way. That's it. Yeah. Great words. Fantastic words to finish off. But um, I'm going to throw in one more question for you. Yeah. Have you spoken to Nani? Oh. <laughs> about what happened? Have you ever I spoken I never, to him? I never did. If, if you could say something to Nani, what would you say? Why you scored, man? 
<laughs> Should have been a goal, though. Should have been a goal, yeah. Should never have been a yeah, goal, but I know. Um, it is uh, what it is. I missed the VAR in that time. Yes, <laughs> if you had VAR, it would have been different. Radio, thank you so much, sir. My pleasure, Adam. All My the best. Pleasure. Thank and, you very much. Uh, safe travels back to Brazil. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was entirely ours, and we hope you've enjoyed it as well. More League of Legends not too far away. Trust me.